Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by Luke Francis, subscription marketing manager at AppSumo. He's been a growth hacking, go-to market consultant and strategist since 2014. And I've asked him to join us here today to talk about some of the biggest changes happening at AppSumo and how you can use it to get more customers ASAP. So Luke, thank you for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks, Daryl. Excited to be here. Doing yeah. well. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, we both had an experience recently in Vietnam and obviously have gone through some changes. Neither of us are in Vietnam anymore. But what were you doing before you started working at AppSumo, the growth hacking and all that? How'd you even get into that? Yeah. So rewind to 2015 and I was working. I was in my second year actually at a software company, enterprise SaaS company, just out of college doing marketing for them. And I just wasn't feeling that, you know, I just knew I wanted something more. And so I started looking into ways that I could make a, a product, a physical product and sell it. And the path I chose was crowdfunding. And so I ended up designing a watch product and designed it stateside, then quit my job and moved over to Shenzhen, China. It's made out of air, special metal. Jet, jet yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's aircraft aluminum. There you go, aircraft yeah. aluminum. I knew it was aircraft. Yeah. So I was taking some design cues from Apple, you know, trying to make it as smooth and suave as the MacBook Pro, right? And then also just pulling in the history of these incredible aircrafts. And, you know, I had an incredible marketing story. The design was a challenge. And so I just, you know, worked with designers off of Upwork and Fiverr, um, product designers, and then took those product designs and manufacturing specs over to China and found a factory and then went ahead and started manufacturing and took about three months to get a sample made and then ran the campaign, did about 80K on the campaign and was off to the races. And that went well for about a year until people started emailing me in mass hey, my watch is not working anymore. Hey, my watch is not working anymore. And so everybody wanted a refund or a replacement and I didn't have enough cash flow or replacement parts to fix everybody's watches. And it was very clear there was like a manufacturing error. Uh, so I attempted to resolve the issue with the factory, but if anybody has worked with second tier Chinese factories, you might know how this conversation went, but it ended up not going so well. And so then I had to end up shuttering that business just because the refunds just, yeah. yeah, just killed it. Yeah. So, Got it. and then from there, just kind of went on to take that experience and rolled it into helping other people launch their physical products. So over the course of the next three years, I helped, uh, I believe it was 12 others launch on Kickstarter or Indiegogo to varying levels of success. And, you know, really, really cool to see interesting products come to market and figure out you know, the drivers for that specific product and where the audience lives and how to go find them and how to bring them in and tell that story in a way that's compelling for them to purchase. Yeah. So I was doing that in China. You know, I was living in Shenzhen, Guangzhou, 
um, Western China as well. And then I went down to Vietnam and met my wife down there. And so spent the rest of my time down in Vietnam. That's awesome. Yeah. Came back That's here. Awesome. So let's talk about this. You took, so 12 plus your other experience, which I mean, for your first product, you 80K, I think that's like hats off to you. That's pretty fantastic. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people don't even get there. What are sort of the fundamentals? You kind of ran through them right there, but, you know, like telling a compelling story, create a story and finding your market. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the bare bolts for people that are listening here? Either we were talking about this before we hit record. There's either millions of people right now because of the pandemic are having to pivot and change careers. And a lot of them might be considering launching a new business, but also there's all these corporations. Like I've got a client that did 60 million last year in 2020, but their model is very offline. And so even they are having to repivot and relaunch. So I think it would be really refreshing and helpful for people to hear your insights on this, because now even with AppSumo, I mean, you guys launch a lot of products on AppSumo as well. So can you talk about what are kind of the key pillars of exactly that? Yeah, the fundamentals of launch. So you need to, like the most important thing I tell everybody is like, it starts way before you even start designing your product. It starts with the idea and figuring out if the idea is even compelling to your target market. And a lot of people say, well, who's my target market? And it's like, well, that's your problem. Like you need to start there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so figure out who you're selling a product to and then go offer that product to them in some digital format, because you don't want to go and waste a bunch of money designing a product and then go manufacture it and then hope somebody's going to buy it once you put it out there. Because by and large, they likely will not. And so, you know, what that looks like is you can get incredibly inexpensive, but very well-designed digital mock-ups of pretty much any physical product. And so if you have an idea, go get it mocked up on Fiverr, make it look super realistic, put up a landing page and then start driving some ads to it. I mean, we're getting super tactical here, right? But like, no, but I, <laughs> I love it. Useful. Yeah. That was one of the questions and, I wrote down was MVP or sell first, because you something you started to interrupt. I don't want, I want you to keep on the yeah, roll. Please. For yeah. the people that are listening, like on Amazon, you're, you're buying the graphic, right? Like it's not a store where you're picking up and holding it. Like you're actually judging the book by its cover. And so I know exactly when you said that, I know people that used to do those, this with books. They would test headline titles for the books, cover for the books. And they would do all these Facebook ads, drive them to a matching mm-hmm. page. And when people would click to buy, they would say, hey, we're out of stock right now and join the waiting list. And then, or, you know, oh, this book hasn't launched yet, join the waiting list. So exactly what you're saying is like, it's exactly that. It's, you know, even I had Ryan Levesque on our podcast, I think two, at least two times, maybe three, but we were joking on one of them about, you know, like doing a survey. It's all about surveys where you got to get, you know, how many surveys? You need at least 100 surveys. A lot of people are like, well, how do I get 100 people to do my survey? It's like, look, if you can't even get 100 people to do your survey, like, because you got to remember, sell the product. Yeah. yeah like, you got to remember that business is a long term thing. And so you're going to have to find new people. And so a lot of people avoid that. They want to spend time thinking about the logo and my brand colors and my brand image. But it's like, where will you go to get new people mm-hmm. every time? Because you got to get paid, right? So, a lot of those early interactions, getting those 100 surveys or 100 first customers on the waiting list or somebody to put down a deposit, that's very hand to hand. You know, I was talking about running, driving ads. That's definitely an option, but the best option early on is likely to just go out and talk to people that exist in the real world around the type of product you're looking to sell. So one product I had was like hiking socks. Well, 
can we go out to hiking communities and hiking groups and start asking people, you know, like, hey, this is the sock we're building. Like, does that interest you? It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, well then, can I get your email? If they're not willing to give you your email, it must not have interested them that much, you yeah. know? So, and then doing that a hundred times, and it's a lot of work, but it's validating your first time and you get objections as you do that. And people start saying, eh, I'm not sure I'm really interested. Well, then why not? And then tell me why. And then you can start iterating your product, right? Yeah, I love what you said because the iterations, this is a really important thing. And I want everyone to write this down. So like I've been in the online marketing game for 17 years, I think now, and I'm still taking notes, right? So iterations, we learn through iteration. It's not through doing. A lot of people, like for example, you know, Luke and I met because he's working at AppSumo and I'm actually putting a product on AppSumo. And we've already been preparing and launching this product in other places. And I was talking with my team like today, because this is our third iteration of some of the marketing material. We did the beta launch and we had some people in there and all that. This is our third iteration. And I was like, I'm just so glad we finally got the iteration done because, you know, one of them had said a comment to be like, oh, I'm so glad we're done. I'm like, done? Like, we're just done this iteration. Like, I don't know who you worked with before, but I guarantee that this is not where things are going to be. Like, I've just never seen people prepare stuff for a launch, a product, all this stuff and launch it and have it be flawless. So you learn through iterations. And I think that's a really important thing to tell people because a lot of people cram like, oh my God, I got to make this right now and I got to make all my money to like live. And my buddy, Dan, another friend of mine, he sold his business for seven figures, been on here. We always talked about roof and ramen. You need to make sure you got your roof and ramen covered, which is like hot noodles so you don't die, you know, in a place to sleep at night that's warm. You got the bases covered because it's going to take longer than you expect. It's going to be harder than you expect. And you have to just enjoy it for the process. So uh, these are great tips. I think everything here has been fundamental so far. So starting with the idea, is it compelling or not? Offer it in a digital format as a mock-up. Talk to people. Some of the best marketers and salespeople have face-to-face, door-to-door experience. So that's fantastic. Get 100 people to pay a deposit, 100 people on a waiting list. Paid ads you mentioned, but that can be cost prohibitive, right? So talk to people. What else? What else? What happens next? Where are we at in the process here? Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about surveys. We're talking about getting people on waiting lists. And then I mentioned a deposit. You know, another option here is what you're trying to do is validate levels of interest. And so you know, if you get an email, that's one level of interest, but it's not likely not indicative of whether or not they're actually going to purchase the product. And so you right. want to keep going down that path a little bit further to see the kind of people that are actually going to put money forward to purchase the product that you're offering. So if they're willing to put even a dollar, as little as a dollar into waiting for your product to come, then that shows a high degree of interest yep. in whatever it is that you're producing. Yep. And so you know, if you can find a way to get a deposit anyway, it doesn't have to be a large deposit either, but just getting a small deposit shows that higher level of interest that you're looking for. And then you can start building a, a model or an ideal customer around and say, okay, this is who my ideal customer is because a hundred people gave me a dollar to reserve this product. So yeah. I know they're most likely to purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really valuable. That's really powerful. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because that's the drawback. You can survey people to your blue in the face, but what people say and what people do. So it's very different. Yeah, it's an indicator. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can have a list of 10,000 people that signed up on the waiting list and only 100 show up to actually purchase outcomes. Yeah. 
And that's really, and that's why we were talking before, like you can spend a lot of time on logos and your brand image and design. Like, you know, I had a friend, she wanted to start an ice cream shop. And I was like, you just need to just stand outside that. Cause she was all excited about this commercial space she wanted to rent. Hmm. And I, I had known a guy, he had signed a five-year lease and it was like seven grand a month. And he ended up going like a hundred grand in debt because of that, that lease alone. And I was like, look, I forget. I think it was Lisa. I was like, Lisa, you need to sit down just outside this commercial space you want, just with like a cart. Just sit there with a cart and a little sign, like get a whiteboard, just write ice cream, your flavors, and just do it for a couple of days. You know, bribe the bylaw officer if they harass you or try and get a permit or something. Like just be there. Like that's, you know, Gary Halber has this great thing about if you were to launch a burger restaurant, you could have anything you wanted to try to be successful. What would be the thing that you would want to guarantee your success? And some people are like, oh, I'd want the best location. And I want the best recipe. And I'd want, you know, a million bucks and all this stuff. And he's like, I would want a starving crowd. Because even if I had a starving crowd, I could be starting with charcoal in a fire pit. But if I had a starving crowd, they would pay me and pay me and pay me. And I could double down and go from charcoal and fire pit to a barbecue to a really nice setup. To a commercial space as long as I had that starving crowd. So I think that's really, really powerful. So, okay. So it's a lot of grunt work. It's a lot of legwork. You even mentioned dropping your price to a dollar. Now I love that. I know a lot of pay to ads people that are really big. I've heard like drop it to $9 because at this point you're just trying to get conversions, right? Like you're, you're not even, I mean, it depends what you need. If it's a physical product, changes it a little bit. And let me clarify on that. I want to be clear. So I can understand from a digital product, you know, dropping the price could work really well. With physical products, you do have the cost of goods. So that's a very, you know, fine line that you have to figure out, you know, what your costs are going to be and what can you absorb. But really what I was talking about with the dollar is, is just a a placeholder. So you put a dollar down now and the product costs $99, right? But Ah. $98 for you because you put a dollar down, right? Yeah. You get 20% off when it comes out because you put this dollar down now. Yep. So that's more. Do I have the, I wrote down. I literally watched this guy's video and he had a great pitch and I loved it so much. I wrote it down. I do that. I like watch shopping network stuff. He was like, all right. He said, what was it? I wrote it down. I hope you don't mind. So it's going to cost me blank to deliver this blank. And if you'll help me cover the cost of that, I'll go ahead and get you access right now for you to preview. So I'm planning to sell it for blank, right? So the higher price, right? So mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll cost me seven bucks to deliver to you right now, you know? But if you'll help me cover the cost of this, I'll go ahead and get it to you access now and for you to preview. And I'm planning to sell it for 97 bucks, right? Because it's a physical thing and I got all this. But here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to go ahead and look at the product and check it out. I want you to really use it, you know? Let's take your watch, right? I want you to take it. I want you to really use it. For about a month, let's say, and if you have, if you really get great results from it and you really think it's awesome, don't do anything and I'll bill you the full price, the remaining 90, whatever balance. If you don't like it, let me know. I'll never bill you and you can keep it anyway. Cause what I'm really after is your feedback on this product. Do you like it? Is it great? How could it be better? And if you really like it, give me a testimonial. So, you know, like that's like, mm-hmm. right. I wouldn't say that's a very compelling offer. Yeah, if yeah. you notice, there's little risk. This isn't available to anybody, to everybody. I've only got blank copies, I guess. So I can't do this for everyone. So please don't share this. It's a pre-release thing. And I just want your feedback. Let me know what you think. I want to get that out because anyone that's like in that situation where they've got a physical product, 
just really sincere, honest, really compelling, totally reverses the risk. For someone that's just trying to get their first hundred on a physical product, that could be, you know, anyways, keep going. <laughs> no, that's great. And, you know, so you mentioned, uh, sorry, what was the guy's name that said, I, I want a starving? Gary Albert, starving Gary crowd. Gary Albert, yeah. yeah. Starving crowd, yeah. So with a starving crowd, sometimes they don't know that they're starving and it's our job to help them to understand how starving they are for the products that we have. And so in the marketing, or to find the market, you're also developing the message. And so once you've found your market, you know, you found a hundred people willing to put the deposit down, then it's like, okay, what is the message that resonated to them the most when I was speaking with them? So you might've talked to a thousand people, but only a hundred put down the dollar. Well then what was it that you said to those hundred? That was a through line that really compelled them to come and put that dollar down and then kind of really fine tuning that and honing it and telling that story in a compelling way that makes them just, as I like to say, salivate over the product that you're offering, you know, Think of Pavlov's dogs, right? Like this yeah. is the kind of reaction that we're trying to get whenever you put your product in front of your potential target market. It's yep. like, just as Pavlov rang the bell and the dog salivated, like here's this watch, here's this hiking sock, here's this yeah. thing, and you are a hiker. So are you salivating over and desiring this thing so much yep. that you have to reserve yeah. it or you have to pre-order it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. That's very powerful. That's that's how the old copywriters used to do it. They used to try to get recordings of the top performing sales reps at companies and get it transcribed and turn that into their letters that they would send in the mail versus just trying to guess. They would refine the pitch face-to-face, kneecap to kneecap, person to person, and then convert that to a letter that they would then mail hundreds of thousands of copies out into the world. So I think that's really important. The only thing that might come up would be like a trigger moment. Just like that, like the watch, like someone's watch broke or, you know, they're getting married or they got a promotion. You might find commonalities of those types of things too. Those are really good to Mm -hmm. look out for. So, okay. So, all right. So we're going out, we're just, we're pounding the pavement. It sounds like we're pounding the pavement. We're talking to anybody and everybody that we can. We've dropped the price to the ridiculous, right? Because we're really not trying to make money at this point. We're really just trying to get proof of concept. Is that accurate to say? Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, I'll emphasize, like if we're talking physical products, I don't want to encourage people to really drop their price because you do need to cover your costs. So <laughs> yeah, like if you're building physical products, make sure you've covered your costs or else you'll, your business will be out of business before you start. That's so. very true. It depends on what your budget is. I think the, the pitch that I gave you would be good for giving your lowest price that you could accept profitably just to build up that buyer. And anytime you can build subscription, like that's actually, I mean, it's hindsight's 2020, but having like Apple does their add-ons Apple service, right? So when you buy an Apple product, they offer the insurance package, you know, and then if you don't have it, they'll service it. But of course, at the time you're launching your watches and the manufacturer is just building this new thing for them. No one was like, we should store up, you know, like that. Yeah. That comes later. There's down. a lot of interesting angles that you can go with that too. For instance, we had a product launch that was a kit for basketball players to help okay. um, prehabilitate them before they play games so that their muscles and tendons are relaxed, you know, when they go into the game. Or I, I don't know if relaxed is the right word there, but you know, it's a little bit beyond my my skill. No, no, muscle memory. <laughs> I'm with you. It's yeah. good. With you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so 
we, you know, there's this kit, right? And it's a very compact kit. You can take it on the road with you. I'm very desirable for basketball players. But then the thing is, is like, okay, how can we increase the revenue per customer, right? How can we get some recurring revenue? Well, once you have the kit, how do you actually use the kit? And then how do you use it to the best of its ability? And make sure you're doing the workouts that are really going to give you the highest performance level. And so that was where we said, okay, well, let's build the kit, sell the kit for the kit's own merits, right? Give a couple of instruction videos away with it. But then, okay, here's the subscription on a regular basis. The creator of the kit, who's actually an NBA player rehab, yeah, like rehab pro. Oh, he's saying, okay, I'll make new instruction videos every month you know, going forward, if you pay X amount per month to be involved I love it. in this, in this I library. Love it. Yeah. So I love that. And uh, so that was a way to like create this recurring revenue on, you know, a physical product. Right. And there's a lot of cool ways to do that with the hiking socket was looking at like, can we put together like a membership community around like elite level hikers that are interested in going after these amazing hikes around the world. Right. Or, you know, with the watch, never got to that, but there's definitely an angle there because oh, watch yeah. fanatics are very oh, interested yeah. in talking watches, right? So, you know, the way I look at it is like communities and education are a great pair for physical products. Mm. Um, and so mm-hmm. if you're making a physical product and you're looking for a source of recurring revenue, how can you layer on? Uh, like a community something? membership thing. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Like you sell the front end product, a physical front end product, and then you back end some sort of ongoing information product that's tied to it that's a powerful combo so okay so all right let's go through the fundamentals again you got your idea you kind of talk to people test it compelling you're looking for behavior-based confirmation not just platitudes not just verbal compliments you're looking for something you know people wanting to see more they want to see the mock-up showing the mock-up getting them to do surveys getting them to sign up for a waiting list getting people to do a deposit Look at Elon Musk. He did that with the Tesla. Pay a thousand bucks now. And he did a hundred million dollars. And that funded the factory that he built to deliver them. Like, just think about that. So this works at all levels. This works on small scales, works on big scales. You know, and then you mentioned driving ads. I love paid ads because paid ads really get to the heart of business. Because at the end of the day, whether you're doing content, whether you're doing SEO, whether you've got a team of people, you, you are paying per customer somehow. There's a time price tag attached, a financial price tag attached. And with paid ads, it's like TV advertising. If they're not interested, they're going to flick off. And so you have to get so focused. It may not be the place people should start. I think there's a lot of value in talking to people face-to-face and surveying them and figuring that out. But even like as soon as you can, I just think there's huge value in the paid ad thing just because it's, I mean, it's a crucible. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like the gladiators arena where like people go in there and find financial ruin, like disclaimer, like people go in there. I have a client today. He was like, oh, I'm going to drop 5k in Tesla. So I was like, slow down. Like 5k is not a test. Like a hundred bucks is a test. Like you should know if you spend a hundred bucks, you should have some indication whether you should proceed or not. Don't just be like, oh, I'll put five grand down. And then what? Wake up at the end and find out your you got 5K less. Like, that's how you're going to find out. But if you can make it work, you can make it work. I got a friend, he's signing up 200 clients per day. So if you can make it work. It's all right. So you develop validating level of interest, developing your message, finding the commonality among your buyers, the reason why trigger moments, 
How long is this? This is the early launch phase. Are there key signs for when you're like, okay, I'm, you know what I mean? Like almost like a rocket ship when the pieces detach, right? Like when's the next stage? Yeah. So, you know, in that first market discovery phase, once you have, you know, a hundred people that put down a dollar or, you know, a, a thousand people on your waiting list, then you're pretty well set to move forward with building the sample. If you'd like, you can continue down the path. You know, it's a question of like whether you, you want more validation or you want to move forward more quickly. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about ramen and roof. If you feel like you have to move forward quickly, then you're probably not set up correctly anyways. So maybe that's a better place to start. But yeah, I think it's better to be patient in the early stages because then you'll be much better rewarded in the later phases. Mm. Uh, So yeah, once you can find the messaging that really resonates, like put it to the test, you know, and put it out there to a larger audience and see if that message is converting on a regular and consistent basis. So if you're getting 20% conversions on messaging to waiting lists, then, oh, okay, this is actually showing some level of interest and like people are actually uh, like converting on this. So it's compelling enough, right? So let's go ahead and move forward. If it's like to did all this, you got your hundred people, you created the messaging, you put it out there to the mass audience and like 1% are converting or less, then okay, you've got a problem back to drawing board, right? So you're just kind of looking for that conversion rate to excel above 10%, I would say. And then once you have that, then you're ready to kind of move forward with a larger marketing campaign, whether that's putting Facebook ads into it. And at that point, it becomes scientific. It's like, okay, I need to back out of, you know, what my costs are. I know that it costs me. Let's just get real specific here. If I'm making 400 watches, there's an MOQ around creating anything. So whether it's socks or watches or kits, the factory is going to say you have to make a minimum order quantity for us Mm. to take your business. And so the MOQ, let's say is 400 and let's say it costs $20 to make each watch, right? So that's 8,000, right? Am I doing my math right? That's $8,000 times 20. Yep. Yeah. That you have to pay for that, that production order. And so you back out of it, you say, okay, well, in order to break even on this, how many people have to buy the product? Let's say if I sell it for a hundred dollars, right? And so you say, At $100, 80 people have to buy the product. Well, then how many leads do I need to get in order for me to sell 80 watches? Yeah. And then you say, okay, well, on average, you're converting between 2 to 5%. So then you say, okay, I need 16,000 leads or 8. Uh, yeah, hundred leads. Sorry, so I need. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Let me share my screen. It's so funny you're talking about this because this is. I don't even know if this works because I've got a bunch of these in different courses. This is actually something I use to map exactly that out. So you can make your own at home, or contact me. If you're, I don't know. Um, but here, you put your price of your product. If the product's fifty bucks, thousand units sold, gross sales would be fifty bucks. Your lead to buyer ratio, cost per lead. How many leads do you need? Your opt-in rate. You know, I would play around with this. When you're talking about lead, I would actually just play around with this because this backs into like paid ads, right? Like what you need for paid ads and cost per thousand impressions, click through all that stuff. But you can really just simplify it and just go, okay, how many leads do I need if 0.5% of my leads buy, right? 
if it costs me 14 bucks for lead, and this is where you come around, you can pay to play around with this. And so this is just a way, the point of this here, everyone, is not to impress you, but to impress upon you the value in spreadsheeting it out. I'm looking at some numbers and being, look, if my cost per lead is a buck 41 and I get 0.5 to buy, then I'm going to lose a whole lot of money in a thousand sales, right? If that's my goal. And I got to have, and it gives you some ideas of where, like you, like Luke was talking about, when you get your waiting list, when you're checking out your conversion rates, this kind of helps tell you like, where's the go ahead, right? Like, when do I go ahead? And so there's like, he's talking about not just like how much to break even, but what's the lifetime customer value, right? It's tough to make a living on a one-off product unless you've got really high volume. And there are people that do that. There's people that set up SEO. And the good thing about SEO is keywords. I mean, it can take 18 months to rank. It can take 22 hours or 20 minutes. But once you rank, as long as you hold that ranking, when you do keyword research, if it says there's like 50,000 searches a month, that means there's a churn. Because how often, like if you're searching top 10 things to do in Singapore, you're typically doing that like once or twice, you're not doing that every month, right? The idea is that with SEO, there are high volume businesses, but this just helps you spreadsheet. That's really it. If your goal is this much in gross sales, the blue you would change, here you would change this, depending on what your price your product is. And you just play around with it. And I know people may want this. If you, you can get a hold of me, I can get you a copy. That's fine. You probably, I don't know if you can see this or not. It might be public because it's in a course, but um, that's really what I wanted to show because you were talking about that. You like what your conversion rate is and figuring that out. So that was my intent. I don't want to take, let me just stop sharing now, but just to validate what you're saying there, that you got to figure no. out what you need to break that's, even. That's exactly what I was saying. I'm glad you had a visual on hand right away. <laughs> yeah. Pat yourself on the back for that one. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's the go ahead, right? So, you know, okay, I need 1600 leads. So I can't go and launch this product, let's say on Kickstarter or Indiegogo until I have 1600 people that are willing to purchase. And the, the other thing you have to consider is there's going to be a drop-off rate. And so that's why it's yeah. 1600 because we're right. And yeah, so that's really how, you know, you can move forward with launching your campaign all along. Of course, you're building out the design materials. You're making the campaign page. You're doing all this stuff in the background, but you're waiting for these metrics to be hit before you actually launch right. the campaign and, and go live there. You want some proof, not only of the concept and interest in what you're selling, but you want some proof in your marketing and sales numbers. So you can try to project out like in the sheet I just shared, because then once you know what you can afford to spend in marketing, you literally at this point are almost just shopping around. You're talking to influencers and you're offering them a percent of sales. You're talking to ad platforms and have a target maximum cost per sale that you can use. You're talking to agencies going, look, I'll hire you and I'll pay you whatever you want me to pay you as long as my cost per sale is X. And that's really where you got to get. So now you can transition into the next stage of that. I love that. So now can we circle in for AppSumo? Because I want to respect your time. And we've talked, this is fantastic. Like, how does AppSumo fit into all of this? Because that's part of even why we got on the call right now, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Different kind of products. I mean, no longer physical products, right? This is digital products at AppSumo. So AppSumo is the number one marketplace for digital product entrepreneurs. And so if you have a digital product, great place to put it is AppSumo. But I'll stop with a the pitch there. <laughs> okay. So that's essentially what AppSumo is. And I came over to AppSumo after leaving Vietnam and came back to the States. And, you know, I have two kids and a wife now. And so it was time for me to find something a little bit more 
stable. And so I'd heard about AppSumo, been a fan since I started on my journey, but really since they started 10 years ago. And so it was a, a huge um, joy to come start working for AppSumo. And it's been amazing to see their. But yeah, so I mean, where do you want to take this, man? Just well, yeah, I mean, I've been following AppSumo forever. I was so shocked to hear you say, I think you said their goal this year is 100 million. That's where they're trying to get to now. Because like this is something that started in the guy, the founder, Noah Kagan, Kagan, Noah Kagan. He started in his basement. I think he's based out of Texas. I'm not sure. But it was just like a deal of the day site. It was just an early version of an online deal of the day site, you know. But they just got fantastic deals. And because, you know, he would get these fantastic deals, it drew a lot of attention. He built a list. He kept the good deals coming. And it's just, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've watched them. You might know the company history better than I do, but like, it's just so shocking to hear that it went from like that to such a big thing. And it's just, they've launched so many, I'm not even sure what names to say, but I personally bought some lifetime deals on that. And I have friends that have bought deals. I've missed out on lifetime deals for software that's still burning to today. Yeah. So who is that? You said, so who is AppSumo for? AppSumo is for online entrepreneurs, it sounds like. Okay, why is it for them? What does it do? Why would an online entrepreneur be interested in AppSumo? Yeah. So first of all, I think, you know, it's important to, for the folks that do know about AppSumo and the history of AppSumo to kind of clarify some changes that have happened because, you know, historically it's been lifetime deals on SaaS. And, right. you know, if you think of AppSumo and you knew about AppSumo, that's probably what you're thinking about. So if you're sitting yeah. on, let's say an ebook, you're thinking AppSumo is not the place for me. Yeah. But it is <laughs> because mid last year, we actually shifted to open up the AppSumo marketplace to everyone with a digital product. And so we created a self-listing flow. So similar how you can list your own products on, let's say, fulfillment by Amazon, right? Now you can list your digital products on AppSumo. And so anybody with a digital product, that could be a Chrome extension, an ebook, a PDF, a checklist, a course. And you know, anything along that line, there's a large list of things that we accept and you can list the product on AppSumo and be up and running within two days. Wow. Uh, and you don't have to do lifetime deals. You don't have to do crazy discounts. Just set the price at what you feel is best value for what you're offering. And then the customers will kind of confirm or deny that. And AppSumo takes just a small percentage, right? It's like two something percent or 5% in the sale. Yeah, so it depends on where the customer comes from. So if it's a new customer, which means that they were not in the AppSumo ecosystem before they bought your product, then we have a take rate of 5%. If we have the customer already in the AppSumo ecosystem and then they purchase your product, we take 30%. So sure. it's just like a new versus existing customer split there. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. No, that sounds totally fair enough because it's another marketplace because it's not an exclusive agreement either, right? It's not uh, like if you put your thing on AppSumo, you can't put it anywhere else. You can't sell on right. your site. It's really just another place to hang your shingle, it sounds like. So, okay. Yeah, it's a great place to come and sell. And the thing is, we have over a million entrepreneur-minded customers. So you're selling to entrepreneurs. So if you have a product that would benefit entrepreneurs, then it's like the place to list that product because you know it'll get in front of the most amount of entrepreneurs for any other marketplace out there. And we bring that traffic to you. And so it's an exciting place to list if you're looking to get more eyeballs, more distribution for your product, and you're, maybe you're only currently selling on your website or, you know, hand-to-hand. -hand. 
put it up on AppSumo. So what are the pillars of success? Someone here is listening to this. We've talked about yeah. the fundamentals. Is AppSumo the place to go and launch a new thing that you've never sold before anywhere else? It is. It is. And you know, I love that we did that walk through the fundamentals to begin with, because the dynamics of launch are the same regardless of whether it's a physical or digital product. And so really taking those same dynamics and just backing it into launching your digital product on AppSumo would work pretty much exactly the same way. The only difference might be you don't have to figure out your cogs for manufacturing a physical product, right? Yeah, your margins are way better. Yeah, margins are definitely way better. So yeah, so then how do you launch? Like we had a course come through that launched two months ago and they created that course for AppSumo and then ended up selling it off of AppSumo after their launch period. But what was really cool about them was this is the first product really from the self-listing side that we kind of coached through what to do. And the results really spoke for them. So what our algorithm is based on is interest. And so if any marketplace, you want to get interest and drive any number of eyeballs and sales to encourage the algorithm to boost you up in the ranking system. So then you get more eyeballs because more people that are just casually browsing can come across your product, right? So if you list a product on a marketplace, but specifically AppSumo, since you know I know how these things work there now, you'll want to list the product and then drive as many early sales on your side as possible. So, and we say, what does that look like? Well, that metric that you should be measuring for is reviews. So if you can get between five and 25 reviews within the first week of listing, you'll be setting yourself up for pretty substantial success. And so for this, for this course that launched um, on AppSumo, they, in the first 14 days, did 42,000 in sales simply by driving 25 reviews in the first seven days. What, um, what was their price point? Their price point was $109. $109. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of instant noodles for well, 40K. <laughs> <laughs> so- 600 new customers, which is really cool too, because you know this person, they had kind of an existing list and they have other products. So what's cool is you get these people that come in, we're talking about levels of validation, right? So, you know, forget about putting a dollar down. If you're buying a $109 course, right? That's somebody that's very interested in whatever it is that you have to offer, right? And if they go through that course and they love it, then your higher price thing down the line, right? Like that's, you can upsell them on every day of the week. Well, you also mentioned on AppSumo that there's no cap on your prices. You can change your price at any time. So you can have an introductory, hey, it's my first week on AppSumo price. And then you can up it if you need to after, right? Does everybody that right. purchased have to leave a review or is there a ratio, like a ballpark for how many reviews you need to get or how many sales you need to get to try and get reviews? Yeah. So the most important part is like, you can't get people that didn't buy on AppSumo to leave reviews. So the way that, you know, potentially you can get around this is have a early set of people be prepared to purchase on AppSumo and go through the material quickly at the beginning. So you tell them, hey, listen, you're my review crowd, right? And you guys are my diehards. Uh, I need 25 of you to purchase on day one. Go through the product really quickly, decide how you feel about it, and then go back and leave a review on AppSumo. 
And then as a result, you'll get that early boost, right? Because 25 people just bought on day one anyways. But then on top of that, oh, they all went and left reviews too. These are very good indicators to the algorithm that this product is worth placing in a higher position. Got it. So they ended up getting put in like new and noteworthy. So we have collections on the homepage. And if you get placed in a collection, you're very likely to do fairly well. So they were placed in what's hot for pretty much the duration of their campaign, which is the first collection on the page. It's like the top spot. They were in uh, plus exclusives. They were in new and noteworthy and a couple of these category specific collections and then eventually ending soon. Cause once the product's about to leave, we put them over into the ending soon. Right. Right. So you're saying, you know, and this was, I put a book on Amazon years ago. Now this is when being number one on Amazon met some, and it was light your hair on fire to get up to number. And I got to number one, right? You had to try to compress time, make a lot happen, not just in terms of sales or downloads of your book, but people coming back to leave reviews. You can do that and you can get, like you said, five to 25 in the first seven to 14 days, seven mm-hmm. being better, you'll get some extra juice. And what kind of juice will give you? Yeah. So like I'm saying, it's the placement. Most importantly, but then on top of that, at 25 reviews, at the moment we have, if you get 25 reviews, you get an email push on a Sunday night. And so we have a list of over 1 million people. So you can imagine the benefit that might have on a listing. And so really encourage people to get to that 25 because that does make a difference. At 10 reviews, we'll do a social push. As you might imagine, not as big of a difference. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you get to 10 and to 25, Regardless, the amount of sales it takes to get there will push you up in the algorithm. So it's definitely worth it to do only for the fact of like getting the placement. But then also on top of that, you get these, you know, these nice promotions and social and email. And what's the lifespan? Like for that lady that did the course and all that, like is she now in the echelon of legendary products on AppSumo forever? Or has she got to maintain that? You know, for how long, for how long, you know, does it update? Is it daily updates? Mm -hmm. So for her, it was temporary. So she ended up taking down the course after 17 days and then going and, you know, launching it to her list. So she had a pretty sizable list and she knew the course would do well to her list, but that wasn't, you know, like, why do I go to AppSumo to get, you know, my customers to go to AppSumo, right? So she's trying to capture the audience that's unique to AppSumo. And so then it's like, okay, well, I'll do this launch on AppSumo, do what I need to do with just enough customers to get the bit, the algo boost so that I can get more sales on AppSumo, right? And then after that's been successful, use that in my marketing language when I pitch it to my list, right? Yep. And, and I have 600 people that have gone through the course already and give feedback, right? Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Are there any other tips to success in terms of someone's here, they're like excited. They're like, I'm going to get my five, 25 reviews. You know, and you even said a lot of people, this I think was an important tip. People don't even know, but if, even if you already have a website set up, apparently you guys have a team to help people migrate their stuff over or just add it. I shouldn't say migrate, but to get on board on it. Is that true? Like if someone gets stuck in the process somehow, they, yeah. you know, they can reach out to the team. We have an experts team right now. It's free. I don't know if it'll be free forever, but if you are hearing this in 2021, it is likely free. So <laughs> definitely come list your product. And if you have questions about getting it set up, our experts team will help you get through that. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
That's right. So I can get more customers on AppSumo. I can launch a new product on AppSumo. Is there any real juice given if you just put it there? Like, I know some people might be listening to this and thinking, well, I could put it there and do all this launch effort. But if they're not confident in because it's a new product, maybe, or they're not confident, why, you know what I mean? Would it be worth it even if I don't get the 525 reviews? Is there still a benefit? Yeah. There is potentially a benefit. You know, it depends on what, you know, it's also, it goes back to keywords, right? Title images. Like if you optimize your listing to be compelling, right? The messaging is something that captivates attention. Then you can grab some early buyers, which can boost you up. You know, the earlier you get sales from the day that you list, the likelier you are to get boosted in the rankings. Um, and so that's why, you know, I definitely encourage people to drive early sales. If you cannot, you know, then is your messaging compelling that folks just browsing on AppSumo are going to be able to pick that out and really uh, be interested in purchasing? You know, so we have a search function, right? So then it's like, okay, what are the keywords that people searching for this type of product? Uh, I'm going to type in that search bar and how can I implement those into my listing, right? Um, and then have a captivating main image so that once they do find it, then the image like pulls them in like, oh, I need to click that and figure out what that's all about, right? Do you, so, do you have an idea how many visits does AppSumo get per month in terms of web traffic? Over a million. Park, over a million. So the reason why I mentioned that is because for the person that's thinking about wouldn't even be worth it, why wouldn't I just put it on my own site and do all this fanfare for that? Because, you know, there's a Zen quote and I'll get nothing. Like I'm not an affiliate for AppSumo. I am putting, I there's no exclusivity contract so there's no reason for me to not also put my stuff on apps or if not even temporarily so i'm biased in the sense that i'm going to do it and try it but for anyone that's listening like i don't get anything whether you do it or not but there's a zen quote about you know if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it doesn't make a sound and so the reason why i asked that about like if someone was somehow not confident or had a new product new idea it's like, how much traffic is your website getting right now? Just by being on AppSumo in a category or even matching the keyword, you know, like this is the reason why people used to buy, pay for commercial space in a mall. There would be an anchor store, like a, a grocery store, a Walmart, something that was like an anchor that drew people through. And that foot traffic would pass by your store. And instead of an advertising budget, you were paying higher rent. And that was your advertising budget. And so that's kind of what I wanted to say here is that it's free for you to get listed in the AppSumo mall. You can even get it done by an expert team for free to help you get listed in the AppSumo mall. And there might be anchor products in your category or anchor whatever, when not the category, but with the keyword. So again, because there's no exclusivity contract, it just seems like a real no-brainer for me, right? And I don't know if this will be relevant for the people listening when we put this but right now, you guys are paying for people to come and put their products. Isn't that, isn't that, we look yeah. out of the bag? Is that, it's right now, yeah. right? It's, it's going to end. Totally cool. relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Daryl's doing a fantastic job of pitching AppSumo and I love it. And so if what he said didn't compel you enough, you know, then we're also just giving away money. <laughs> money. 250 yeah. bucks. At the time you get this recording, the first 400 probably will have come and gone, I'm assuming. Yeah. Probably. So I'll break it down. So there's tiers. So the first 400 people that list from now until November 17th, and this is each product. So this is not new seller. So if you are a single seller and you have 
you know, 200 products. I'm sure there's a guy that's got like 40 products right. listed and they're all garbage, but he's taken up the spots. Yeah, it's per product, right? And so the first 400 get a $1,000 bonus just for listing. The next 2,000 get a $250 bonus just for listing. And then everybody is entered to win 10K. So 10 people will win $10,000. And we're calling it our million dollar Black Friday fund. Just giving away a million dollars of our marketing budget to incentivize new sellers to, to join AppSumo. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic, like this is what AppSumo was built on. AppSumo was built on just you, what is wrong with you offers? Like you would get lifetime deals on software that you know is hundreds of dollars a month. And you'd be like, I could pay half price on one month and get a lifetime deal. Why would I not go to AppSumo? And I felt like in the beginning of the blues, it might've been like for JB purposes, he would get a few software owners together that all had similar customers. And then they would all do it because they would all get those customers, clients type things. And, you know, and it was just like, and some were just launching their software, but this is what really built AppSumo was amazing deals, just amazing deals you can't ignore. And this is, like I said, there's no exclusivity contract. There's nothing stopping you. If you don't have the time and the energy or the willpower, and you already have your own little web store, your Shopify, your whatever, your Etsy, you know, your eBay, just give it to the team. It might take longer. You might not make the thousand or the 250, but you still could win 10 grand and you just might get sales because you're in and you have anchor products bringing people through. So it's just a no brainer. Like I want to get off this call because I just want to start emailing the rest of your team to be like, yo, is it done yet? Is it like, is it done yet? I just, I want my grand. And then I also want, I just also want to be on there because I'm going to get those 25 reviews. I'm going to get them. You know, sure, man. Yeah. I'd well, love to see. And, you know, we could talk about a case study as well because, you know, we're definitely, you know, really interested in courses and seeing courses do really well. You know, the course I shared with you is the highest performing course that we've had so far. But, you know, we're really incentivizing and pushing courses to do well on AppSumo. So, you know, if you have a course, I got two, I got two. They're still pending. They're still pending. The guy Patrick went in. He didn't tell me he was going in. I'd set up the coop. So for those that are listening, you have to give AppSumo, which I love it because it gets you excited as a person listing it, but you got to give them 5,000 to 10,000 unique coupons to redeem, which was a tech issue for me. Again, they have an expert team to help you if you need help. I figured it out and I figured out how to make sure if someone used a fake code versus a real code. But what I didn't do is I didn't connect it to the course. So one of your guys, your team, Patrick, I saw him tested. I got an email, but he didn't get access yeah, to the course. Work. And I was like, yeah. no, that's going to be a delay. I want my thousand bucks, you know, and it's not, it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's fine. It's all good. Is there anything I didn't ask about that I should have asked about as far as this goes? No, I think we covered it, man. Like, I guess we should tell them where to go. That's what I learned. But there's a specific link that you should go to that talks about, you know, all the benefits of listing at this time, right? Because we talked about you right. know, the bonuses. And so you can just do appsumo.com slash BFF. So it's Black BFF. Friday fun. BFF. Ah, okay. BFF. Yeah. So appsumo.com slash BFF. And if you go there, then you'll see all the details for the Black Friday fund. And it's perfect. An option to list right away. Yeah. See, and people, I get nothing out of this. I just got to pick his brain. But honestly, we didn't necessarily cover anything I wouldn't already know. So, you know, this is really to help bring value. I want to hang this up because again, I'm going to ping him and be like, I'm going to email your team, email your team, let's get my courses up. You're listening to this. If you have something, or even if you've been sitting on that idea 
I'm like, maybe, I don't know, maybe should I, shouldn't I do it? Like do it. They have a team of people. You're never in your life going to go to Amazon. I, at least I've not, maybe I could be totally wrong on this, but I've just never had anyone show up out of the woodwork and be like, Hey, did you want to try something online? Let our team just, you know, totally just build your sales page for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, let us just do it. Just tell us what you're thinking. Like, it's just, that's why even you kind of hesitate. Cause like, it might not be free in the future. <laughs> there was some of this. Like, I just don't know. The value is why. there. Yeah. I just don't know why you wouldn't. Like, I didn't even do all of my setup. Like, I have a team. I got my assistant on that. Like, but you just have to just contact them. Absumo.com slash BFF. You can make some money if you do it. You can get paid to do it which is also incentive. But then again, we already talked about the anchor store. We talked about all this other stuff and just get to it. You know, it's a great opportunity. That's it. I get nothing out of this. That BFF URL is not an affiliate URL whatsoever. It will not get me a single review. It's very generic. Yeah. 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 So when you go to AppSumo and you sign up and you list your product, if you get paid, go buy my shit and leave me a review. Yeah. Yeah. Or send me a a message and let me know that Daryl sent you. Yeah. Okay. And how do they contact you if they want to contact you? Yeah. Luke at AppSumo. Yeah. Luke. Oh, Luke. Use the force, Luke. L U K E. Exactly. There we go. All right. So, Luke, it's been an honor and a pleasure. I'm super stoked. Yeah. That's it, everyone. Go, go to appsumo.com slash BFF, get paid. Just tell the team where your sales page is, have them duplicate it. At worst, you get paid for it if you get in. At best, you may actually get more sales, more customers. And you know, a key thing to remember here is that you need to have a strategy because even if AppSumo takes 30%, like any business, you really need to have a strategy beyond the first sale. Let me just make sure that like, it's a great place to go. It's like this lady, she launched her course, got the validation from it, but it wasn't like this was going to be feeding her family forever. I'm sure that you have people on AppSumo that do that. They are, you know, they wear the shirts, drink the Kool-Aid. AppSumo's got a subscription program, all that stuff. I mean, that's, we didn't even really talk about how you're selling subscriptions right now, but that's all part of that. And there's people that are doing it, making a living for sure. But just to get started, there's just so much of a reason why. So we're going to end this recording now and you listening to this, I've got no interest in it other than go to AppSumo, sign up for yourself and or go get my thing and I'll bonus you equal value if you want because I just want your review. Go give me a review on AppSumo. That's all I want. So, all right. That's it. Luke, thank you so much, man. This is great. Yeah, it was great talking, Daryl. Thanks for having me. You too.